Austin loves guns. Visit the range at Austin, 52,000 square feet of truly modern Texas fun. Bright, open, and inviting with 7,000 square feet of retail, including new and used guns. Doesn't matter if you're a seasoned pro shooter or are completely new to guns. The range at Austin has something for everyone. It's the perfect place to grab some friends, do the Texas thing, and shoot a machine gun, take a private lesson, or grab a membership. The range at Austin is located off 35, 10 minutes south of downtown, open to all seven days a week. Visit the range austin.com to do the texas thing and book a package buy a membership or learn more no it is not sabotage it's three guys on sports here on 1027 espn radio with you on a monday morning uh, i guess it's i guess it's back to being cold it's trying it's cold out there kitty no we're not no, doing this okay, again okay. we are not doing this again you know I, I went home i went to a pet smart <laughs> i bought a gerbil and choked it because i couldn't get a real groundhog <laughs> well i'm, I'm just so, kidding, i'm Peter. sorry that that uh, that, that gerbil had to die for, for my sins there, but I appreciate it. If you missed it, we're referencing, uh, I did a groundhog bit. Yeah. And based on my, my uh, preliminary research. Pro-hog-aganda. The amount of pro-groundhog-aganda mm-hmm. that was coming out. Because it was revealed that Puxatawney Phil is only right like 30, in his entire history, has yeah. been right like 36%. Turns out, time. rodents, not good weathermen. Yeah, but then everyone's like, oh, well, Cal Ripke, they're just dropping like baseball players' names. They're like... Oh, if you're hitting 300, you're uh, you're in the Hall of Fame. I was that's like, right, that's buddy. why baseball is a pastime. You know, yeah. I do enjoy it. It's, it's a game, good pastime, not a sport. But I'm no, we're talking weather. We're not talking strike zone here. Okay, screw that groundhog. Uh, well, uh, I tell you what, though, let's let's. I wanted to start. I didn't want to start the show on last Friday's hilarious bit that I did. Uh, I want to start on some uh, perhaps a sad note a because it, note. it was it was after. We got off the air uh, almost immediately on Friday that we found out that Carl Weathers has passed away. And I got to tell you, man, like that one, that one hit me. That one got me. The Carl Weathers died. And, it, and it's crazy because you just don't think like he was, was he like 70 72, something? 72, I believe. Yeah. So, you know, he's, he's older up, up, up there. That's what old people do. Maybe slightly they, they, they die in their sleep. Uh, now, I am not 100% convinced. He was 76. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I figured. Um, which is which is old, but also like Carl Weathers, just because he's incredible shape and just a, a yeah. very vibrant man, uh, did not seem seventy six to me, like sixty seven at the oldest. Jeez. My uh, my roommate and I had a discussion about this. And I think the real thing is is it just shows that regardless of how long you're in the league, playing football will take years off of your life. <laughs> I mean, especially in that era of the game. I mean, they the always say like Grim offense, Reaper finally got him. Yeah, I, well, I mean, I'm just saying it will take. Uh, substantial damage on the body and stuff like that. I mean, there's no secret about it. They always say it's like the equivalent of getting into a bunch of little car crashes yeah. for offensive linemen. And I mean, Carl Weathers was playing in a pretty crazy era of football. I think, what would it have been, 1960s? When was Carl Weathers in the NFL? Probably around there. Because he was in the NFL before he was an actor. Yeah, yeah. lot like Burt Reynolds, Dwayne The Rock Johnson... Uh, let's see here. He was undrafted in 1970. So, yeah, early 70s. He had mm-hmm. a season with the Raiders and then the BC Lions. Uh, I'm curious what his position Oh, linebacker. Oh, yeah. yeah. that That's one of those car crash ones as well. Um, I don't know why. I just I had him as a running back. But I don't know about that. Now, here. Okay, first of all, let's back up a little bit. Uh, I needed to mention Nick, Noah, and Sawyer. Mm-hmm. However, uh, Noah is on assignment. It's a yeah. sales assignment. He's got to track down a, a check. He's breaking some legs. Yeah, he's got to get some payment in front of a strip club. And I was like, I, I, I bet, man, that's going to take all day, isn't it? You have to go down there to that strip club and just sit there and hound him for that money. Yeah, I bet. I bet. <laughs> uh, but hopefully he will be joining us uh, a little bit later on in the show. 
Uh, in the meantime, it's going to be me and Sawyer here holding down the fort. I have tapped, uh, uh, I'm trying to call in our security guard, Chris, to talk some Joel Embiid, but I do want to mention Carl Weathers. And uh, here, go. I asked, uh, I'm going to ask you, Sawyer, but I asked everybody at Three Guys on Sports on Twitter, what is your favorite Carl Weathers role? Mm-hmm. And of course, I put on there Apollo Creed for Rocky, uh, Chubbs. Whose last name I don't remember off the top of my head. I've got McKenzie in my brain, but I don't know if that I'm going to right. spud McKenzie thing there. But Chubbs from Happy Gilmore, uh, or himself in Arrested Development, or I couldn't really think. Chubbs of, Peterson. Chubbs Peterson. Okay, thank you. Uh, or the Mandalorian, which is just on there because I couldn't think of another major role that he was in. But like th- those are the four that I kept seeing uh, being mentioned. Do you watch the Mandalorian? Sorry, are you big Star Wars uh, fan? I watched that first season of it when I, mean, I still had really access the best to someone's one. Disney Plus. But hey, if someone wants to get us with the ESPN Plus Hulu uh, uh, Disney Plus bundle, there that'd be fantastic. Who would think that we'd be able to access access. It? Yeah, I tried to read an article today, awesome and the ESPN, ESPN Plus paywall shooed me away. Yeah, that's all right. Um, so I, I feel like it, you know, for most people, it's going to be the Rocky or Happy Gilmore. But go vote in that on Twitter. Uh, let's see here. Here is I got a uh, wild one for you that didn't make the cut. Go for it, Predator. That's damn it, Nick! You idiot! You idiot! Okay. Predator. That was the one, because Predator. Uh, yeah, he gets his arm eviscerated. Yeah, spins around, and kills a bunch of people. Also got one of the most epic handshakes <laughs> in cinema history. Dylan, you son of a bitch! <laughs> and I just sit there, and uh, it's funny. After the whole George Floyd things, I went and I got that picture of them clapping hands, and I made like a diversity shirt. Oh, there we it go. Was, it was it was the the picture of that, and then underneath it. It said, it's dangerous to go alone. Take this, meaning unity. Mm-hmm. And But then the shirt that I had it printed on was very, very thick, and it wasn't uh, conducive to Texas weather. So uh, I just, I've never, I've never really worn it. Uh, shame, shame on me. It's my fault that we didn't uh, we didn't fix all that, guys. My fault. That is a very tough tough to pick. I mean, between the three, I think of Happy Gilmore, Rocky. I mean, Apollo yeah. Creed is such an iconic character. Sorry um, to everybody who voted in the poll. I'm going to fix this. I'm going to repost this because I cannot not have Predator in here. But, but I think my favorite, sneaky favorite movie that Carl Weathers was in as the character Chubbs Peterson, but not from Happy Gilmore, mm-hmm. Little Nicky. He pops up as... Uh, in hell? No, he's in heaven teaching oh, Little right, Nicky's right, right. mom how to golf. And he's getting behind these ladies. Right. It's all in the hips. Um, Look at that. Who knew we had the Happy Madison Extended Universe? Mm-hmm. That movie's great. I love Little Nicky. It's it's like of all the Adam Sandler ones, like that one's I think is really underrated. People Everybody don't give enough credit with the Happy Gilmore, Billy Madison, oh, uh, whole thing, Waterboy. But no, I, I like that one a lot. Like it's it's got a lot. It's got of, all of his friends in it, mm-hmm. and they do the scene where uh, they're playing the records, and he goes, uh, he shows them Led Zeppelin backwards. He goes, Oh, you think that's cool? Check this out, Chicago. <laughs> he plays the Chicago track backwards, and it's all the devil. Great movie. Popeye's Chicken getting its shine in the early 2000s. Henry Winkler covered in bees. Iconic. Uh, Roddy Dangerfield boobs on his head? No, no, no. It's no, it's not right. Yeah. yeah, it's uh, Kevin Nealon with boobs on his head. Oh, right. <laughs> Always Kevin Nealon in there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what? The other one that I like, how do you feel about Grandma's Boy? I love Grandma's really, Boy. Grandma's one Boy. One of the first movies, hilarious. Jonah Hill's in. Yeah. Uh-huh. I always okay, bring, what a role for him. Yeah. <laughs> Just sitting there with, uh, I believe that young lady is cast as the milkmaid. That's that's a pretty ample correct title. I was he, like bringing he goes up the, from the the wearing the wiener suit and, uh, and uh, accepted. Accepted. Uh, uh, one of my favorite burns because not a lot of people surprisingly seeing Grandma's Boy is asking people how much their clothes cost in the Matrix. <laughs> it's like, Say JP. 
Uh, let's see here. Let me go back to, to my man, Carl Weathers. Okay, the poll is officially fixed. Rocky, Predator, Happy Gilmore, Arrested Development. If I can find my mouse cursor, it is posted. Okay. There we go. All right. Now I continue with doing this here. Of course, we've got Happy Gilmore clips. Here's Chubbs telling the alligator story. Back in 1965, Sports Illustrated said I was going to be the next Arnold Palmer. Yeah, what happened? They wouldn't let me play on the Pro Tour anymore. Oh, I'm sorry. Because you're black? <laughs> Hell no. Damn alligator bit my hand off. Oh, my God. Yeah. Tournament down in Florida. I hooked my ball in the rough down by the lake. Damn alligator just popped up. Cut me down in my prime. He got me. But I tore one of that bastard's eyes out, though. Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Uh, text message 834-1027. Feel free to weigh in and let us know what your favorite Carl Weathers memory was. Uh, Parker says, oh, my God, that was a great impression of little Nicky. Oh, all you gotta do is act like you were hit in the face with a shovel. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that works. Uh, then another texture says he was great in Force 10 from Navarone, which is an old war movie from the, the late 70s, and oh. involves Harrison Ford Okay, as well. Not not in my repertoire. I apologize to there. Uh, I am always partial. You know, I mean, obviously, I, I enjoy Rocky, and he was great as a, uh, Apollo Creed. Mm-hmm. Of just playing like the the braggadocious boxer guy. There's some weird racial dynamics there that I'm not going to get into here today. <laughs> um, but like like he was fantastic. And as I mean, they always go to the Rocky Three is my favorite Apollo Creed because that training montage where they end up just running in the water. And I was like, oh my god, that is. Oh amazing. yeah, when he's got to beat Clover Lang. Yeah, yeah, that is the most homoerotic thing I've ever seen. Not since Top Gun played dodge or volleyball on the beach. Mm. Um, so yeah, all of those things were, and it, it, it. I also was like, you know, I, I finally watched Creed recently. The first one. I watched the first two, and I haven't watched okay. the Jonathan Major. Third one one's yet. sick. Is it? Third one's very good. Uh, I think Michael B. Jordan was behind some of it. It's got a bunch of like anime. He, he, he directed. Okay, it, yeah, it's got it's got a ton of anime tie-ins into it. Really? Uh huh. Okay. Like uh, his boxing trunks are the same color as Akira's suit. Um, and then the whole fight at the end is just like blown out of proportion. It's very good. I liked it a lot. Well, and Jonathan Majors turns out great villain. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> who yeah. would have seen that yeah. coming from a bad guy? Yeah, and like, but like, I just remember like Creed. Like that would have. I liked the dynamic of, uh, of Adonis Creed and Rocky. But I was just like, man, if they could somehow, it's a shame that they killed off Apollo Creed. You know, yeah, like that he's not be able to get in that movie in some way. Um, Creed one better than Creed two, even though Creed two is basically Rocky four. Yeah, that's where Ivan Drago's... Yeah, it was mm-hmm. a little bit disappointing there at the end. The training montage um, of 2 just isn't as good as Creed 1 when he's going through, like, when they played, I think it's Dreams and Nightmares from mm-hmm. Meek Mill, and he's going through Philadelphia, and they got bike culture going on. Yeah. Oh, sick. I mean, the only thing is just that, like, like he, he Adonis Creed is a Nepo baby, right? Like, he's mm-hmm. fighting in Mexico until he starts playing on his dad's name, and then all of a sudden, now you're a heavyweight mm-hmm. champ. Like, I mean, I get it's a movie, but, like, I don't know. That's my only critique of that. Uh, Southside Paul says Chubbs is my choice, and yes, that that is the Happy Gilmore. Um, Chubbs is, is like that's what I think of with Carl Weathers because like like he's legitimately like good acting. I don't want to say he's not good acting in Happy Gilmore. No, yeah, but like he's having fun, and like yes. that, that, that's what I know of of, of Carl Weathers. Is just is just this guy is out there having fun. 
uh, being silly. How does he die in Happy Gilmore? I'm trying to remember. It's uh, like a heart attack or something, right? No, no, no. Gilmore. Uh, he surprises him with the alligator's head, and he falls oh, out the window. Oh yeah, there. And yeah, lands yeah, in front yeah. of. Lee, is it Lee Trevino? <laughs> yeah, something like that. Yeah. I don't know why. I That's what it was. I remember him being like scared. I couldn't yeah, remember. It's, it's, yeah. Uh, I got he he got your hand. I got his head. Yeah. Or something like that. Uh, and that's like the other thing I was, as well as I was watching the clips about of Happy Gilmore, just like the fact that they're not even trying to make it realistic of that his with his wooden hand, like it's like a foot longer than his other mm. his other arm. Like it's just like no, we're just we're gonna who cares about trying to make this thing look real? That was great. One of the best fake hands in movie history. That yeah. and the what's his name Woody Woody Harrelson and Kingpin, great fake hand there. Yes, yeah. Can I go Chris Elliott and Scream Two? Not Scream Two, Scary Movie Two. My strong hand. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that a good fake hand. Fake. Yeah. That guy's name's Chris. I always try to remember. Yeah, it's Abby Elliott's dad. Um, but, like, and so again, like, Carl Weathers having fun. Like, and that's why Arrested Development, mm-hmm. he's playing himself on Arrested Development, is, is that that's my vote uh, for the Twitter poll at Three Guys on Sports. Tobias had recently hired actor Carl Weathers as a drama coach. Do you see me more as the respected dramatic actor or more of the beloved comic actor? Whoa, 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 whoa. There's still plenty of meat on that bone. You take this home, throw it in a pot, add some broth, a potato. Baby, you got a stew going. <laughs> yes, that's fine. Uh, but I would like to focus on my acting, Mr. Weathers. I did give you my last $1,100. I'm telling you a little story about acting. I was doing the Showtime movie Hot Ice with Ann Archer. Never once touched my padilla. I go to craft service, get some raw veggies, bacon, cup of soup. <laughs> Baby, I had a stew going. <laughs> I think I'd like my money back. R.I.P. to the great Carl Weathers. R.I.P. Carl. He's up there at the pearly gates getting a stew going. Yeah, hanging out with Nikki's mom. Mm-hmm. Now, here's the question, though, is because his Little most recent role around. is, of course, he's gonna. it was supposed to be in the Gronk commercial. Whoa. Gronk better not miss this field goal. Last Super Bowl, I missed the FanDuel kick of destiny. It's no good. He missed it. I don't kick. I catch. So I'm going to the land of second chances. Vegas. And this time you won't miss. Get in. Okay, look, again, I don't want to be one of these conspiracy people, guys, but are we sure this is not just a bit that he is not uh-huh. trying to, this is not all, oh, he's going to fake his death, and then all of, he's, he's going to come back as a ghost and angels in the end zone, this situation for Gronk, or maybe like a force ghost, like Yoda? <sighs> I would like, uh, I guess, uh, no, that was in that, L.A. at Coachella when they did Hologram Tupac. I would like Hologram Carl Weathers to make an appearance at the they Super Bowl. They said that they're going to have to change the commercial now. I, I obviously, imagine. they were going to do the Rocky Three montage where they, mm-hmm. they train and then they, I guess they're uh, dancing in, a, you know, in, a, in the, the one of the pools in the Vegas casino or something like that. Mm-hmm. So, but like, I'm like, look, man, if you're going to do this, like, just go go to the Chubbs Peterson, Happy Gilmore, have him come down as a vision and take Gronk to his happy place where he makes a kick. Yeah. And you just get, you get Tom Brady and the... Some white lingerie and two pitchers of beer. You get a little tiny uh, dwarf to play a Bill Belichick with a cutoff hoodie riding a tricycle. <laughs> I think it could work, guys. And and yeah, maybe is it insensitive? I don't know. I gotta say, um, Gronk better not miss that kick. He better <laughs> At not. At this point. He better not. Uh, anyway, R.I.P. to Carl Weathers. And I'll uh, take us out to commercial with this. Shut up, Happy. Don't feel bad about me. I got my hand back, see? We've only just begun to live white lace and promises.
Guys on sports 1027 ESPN radio. Nick, Noah, and Sawyer. Our guy Noah is on assignment trying to make some money for the radio station in his day job mm-hmm. as a sales Catch guy. Catch that bag, get that new car. That's right, buddy. That's right. Enjoy that dance on me, my man. Uh, but he will hopefully be back with us later on in the program because I do want to get his thoughts on, on his version of Carl Weathers because Noah, I'm, fi- I'm figuring out. Doesn't doesn't do a lot besides watch sports. Not a big TV guy. Does enjoy the occasional movie. So I'm curious his take on Carl Weathers, what he means to a young 25 year old man. Go vote in the poll at Three Guys on Sports. What's your favorite Carl Weathers role? Rocky Predator, Happy Gilmore, Arrested Development. Uh, but I do want to turn right now in this segment because it, it is. I don't know if you know this, Sawyer. I only have to have to fire off the breaking news thing. It is Super Bowl week. It what? is here. Enough with the flag football. It's time to put on some pads. And so I thought we would start off the big game. The big game. Obviously, we're going to talk uh, all the things at Super Bowl that you have to talk on sports radio. We'll talk commercials. We'll talk foods. Uh, I've got a fun game based on statistics. If Noah gets here, we can probably play. Uh, But I feel like the best place to start things off as we begin the week, the teams are in Vegas. They are practicing. The San Francisco 49ers are already mad about their practice facility. Really? Because the the Chiefs are the home team, and so they're practicing at the Raiders' facility, but the 49ers are at UNLV, and apparently they don't like the grass. It's, it's too soft and slippery uh, for their liking, so they are trying gotcha. to file a petition with the NFL to go practice in the off hours at the, the Raiders facility. Uh, so already laying the excuses, are you yeah. Kyle Shanahan? And that's my question I want to start things off with here. And again, 834-1027, feel free to chime in. And uh, is this just a reason to talk Brock Purdy? Yeah, probably. But who's got the most pressure? Who has the pressure on them? Is it Travis Kelsey trying to impress his boo, Taylor Swift? You got to win a ring to give her Grammys. a ring? Is it in her what? In her two Grammys. She won two Grammys last night. Congratulations, Taylor. Uh-huh. Did not mention Travis Kelsey in the No, speech. she did mention that new album coming out. Yeah. And yeah. just like I predicted, Sunday she will announce the new baby. Mm-hmm. That is I'm Jason sticking by this. Baby. Yeah, I'm sticking by this. Travis's, Jason's. Uh, it's an interesting shot uh, of all the prop bets to to wager on. Mm-hmm. I feel like you should look and see what the odds are. What the that. odds are? Come on, that, Fanduel. That Taylor Swift will announce that she is pregnant, pregnant with Jason Kelsey's baby. It's the reason she's wearing all black lately, as my <laughs> girlfriend points out. A Taylor Swift expert, uh, Mrs. Hotdog. <laughs> it's slimming. It'll find uh, a child. There we go. Oh, I see. I see. Um, is it Travis Kelsey? Is, is it Patrick Mahomes? Is it Brock Purdy? I think it's Kyle Shanahan. It is Kyle Shanahan. It's Kyle Shanahan. And and they were talking about this morning on Sportsman like about like this is kind of like uh Chris Canty, I believe, was um about how like this this it's almost like put up or shut up for the 49ers. Like now you have your quarterback, your team is healthy-ish, you're in the Super Bowl, all you have to do is take down the future GOAT. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. Oh, you're using future now. You're not saying uh, last week it was just goat. Uh, well, I look, it gets a lot of pushback from yeah. you guys. So I, I will grant you that I will say future. Goat. I would be more on your side when he wins this third one um, this Sunday. But yeah, it's definitely on Shanahan being the guy that uh, he got this close. What would it have been four years ago? He got this close. Harbow. Uh, or do you mean against the Chiefs? Against the Chiefs. You know, I, I get my my Forty Nine Super Bowls. It was because was it with the Chiefs that where they were the throwaway, and that's why he that's what inspired him to like I got to get rid of this Garoppolo guy. No, yeah, Garoppolo overthrew Emmanuel Sanders, and uh, they were also up ten in the fourth quarter. Okay, on the Chiefs and yeah. uh, Pat Mahomes did Pat Mahomes I feel things. Like they Kaepernick. 
back in under. under uh, I don't think Jim. Shanahan was a part of that offense. No, he wasn't. Shanahan okay, would have been okay. coaching okay. on the Texans. Kaepernick at that time, was also I like a throwaway. So like they've been a yeah. throwaway twice recently in the last decade or so, mm-hmm. and haven't won one since like the eighties. Mm-hmm. And you know, I mean, look, uh, you can blame Dan Quinn all you want, new coach of the Commies. Uh, for that Atlanta Falcons collapse, but I mean Kyle Shanahan, offensive coordinator. Offense coordinator. So yeah, he's got he's got some some Super Bowl ghosts. He's and since that Super Bowl, he loses to the Chiefs. He has a couple of NFC. I mean, I think he has what two in a row after that two NFC uh, championship collapses. No, well, lost to the divisional round to the Rams. The year the Rams was the Super Bowl, I believe. Okay, no Rams beat Brady. I don't. Remember. I just remember when they beat the Cowboys, but. Don't no, I, I feel. Like, I feel like because well, the Bucks he, didn't had, beat the Niners to go. He, I mean, he definitely had the Super Bowl, the the Brock Purdy one with the the Eagles. I, I feel like he's had at least this is like their third. This is their third straight. Yeah, NFC being championship. the NFC championship. So that sounds right. That sounds right mm-hmm. to me. And yeah, and like that's that's kind of the thing with Kyle Shanahan. And it is also like maybe he is the genius that we all think he is because like if they lose. If the 49ers lose, uh-huh. Brock, we're all going to blame Brock, right? Yeah, probably. Blame Brock Purdy. So he's got that. So I don't know if that, like, that was <laughs> that the reason he didn't want Trey Lance to be the quarterback. He's like, no, no, no. Give me that Mr. Irrelevant guy because everybody's just going to crap all over that kid. Um, I am not one to drink tea. Not mm-hmm. a tea guy. I'm a bean water over leaf water. But I will read the leaves. And uh, things aren't looking good historically, for the Kansas City Chiefs to repeat, in my opinion. Okay. For instance... Um, Is this because they're, they're not wearing the white jerseys? Uh, no, no, no. Uh, not that. Um, not to not to bring up bad things and all that and kind of poo-poo on anyone, but, like, for instance, when they lose to the Bucks, there's a horrible DUI incident with Andy Reid's son. Uh, oh, you know, And yeah. then this weekend, Mr. Mahomes Sr. Uh, was still celebrating that Ravens victory that appeared in Texas and caught himself a Dewey as yes. well. Hey, happens to us all. It's $3 beer night on Friday at a the hockey game. Things get crazy, buddy. DUI I get you. me once. Shame on you. DUI me three third, times. Third time? And how is my son kid. not paying for a driver for me? Uh, I don't no, think it's man. a. I don't think it's as big of a distraction, but it's one of these things where it's like... Well, it, it's it's going to be these things are happening. I'd be like, more worried about the uh, inevitable span of another pandemic coming in a, a, a few weeks. <laughs> oh, Post Super Bowl, Niners, Chiefs, is a flat circle. It is. Dale Gribble said it. Uh, wait, what? Dale Gribble in the episode of King Hill goes, "Time is a flat circle." Okay, right. Is that for real? Mm-hmm. For real? I'll pull up the picture later after the show. And prove it to you. I'm a big King of the Hill head. Koh, just like I, if I was going to cast a real life Dale Gribble, which R.I.P. R.I.P. Johnny actor. Hardwick. There you go. Yeah, uh, I love me some pocket sand. Pocket sand. Yeah, Rusty Shackleford. I would, I would I would throw fake pocket sand at people all the time when that. Um, well, that was going on. I prefer the episode where he had to go to HR. Uh, and he had he was he had to start fire firing people. people and he yeah, because he could be an exterminator. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so yeah that was my favorite Duggar. Anyway, back to Super Bowl. Uh, no, I was gonna say skinny Matt Matthew McConaughey from True Detective. Mm-hmm. I would that he would make he would have made a good made a, yeah good deal. Yeah, if you want to do the live AI deal. realistic cartoon characters thing, just make it Matthew McConaughey there. Uh, anyway, I don't know if that's. I mean, look, you know that I, I I am all on board on the Chiefs. It is Patrick Mahomes' world. We're just living Wait into it, so I, I'm never baying against him, even though the Chiefs. Oh, excuse me, the, the Niners are back up to, what, two-and-a-half-point favorites? Yes. It's interesting, though, with could the gambling. Could hit three. Do what? I said there's thinking it could hit three. Everybody in the public's on the Chiefs right now. Yeah. 
It's crazy. Like it's it's just well, like all all the the big money bets, which like, there have been a couple of them already the, coming in. I think the biggest one was on Niners money line though. Someone put a hundred thousand dollars on the there was, Niners there, there was a million dollar bet. I've okay. seen that there is a million dollar bet. I saw that there was like somebody put like a whole but like twelve parlays at like twenty thousand each or something like that. Mm-hmm. I've got it here somewhere. I could probably find the exact number. I just bet Gatorade and coin toss today. Uh, yeah. Night. Right. What, what color Gatorade? Yellow green plus three hundred. Okay. The lime. Just the, yeah, the that's yeah, what I'm thinking. Because yeah, yeah. it was blue two years in a row, and last year was purple. They haven't had a yellow green since Doug Peterson and the Eagles. Have we figured out who who decides that? Is that just some equipment <laughs> manager kid? I don't know how they figure it that's out. That's always like I'm like, how is and that? And also not think rigged? about it this way: is like, I mean, there was a TikTok going around recently of some kid on the sideline at a Bucks game taking Brady secret formula. All the players that are like stars aren't drinking out of the Gatorade cooler. They have, like, special concoctions of, like, electric light, extra yeah. electric light, all that stuff getting added into the whatever they're drinking. I really think it is solely purpose of dumping it on the coach at the end of a game. Well, it's got to be a sponsor. I mean, Gatorade has to be a sponsor, like official drink sponsor, right? Yeah, if we can figure out what Jake Moody and uh, Harrison Bucker's favorite Gatorade is, that might be more telling of what's in the cooler. See, and also, like, you got to figure out, like, factoring who went. Like, if, if it's the Chiefs, it's got to be red, just because Andy, Andy Reid's the Kool-Aid man. Didn't get dumped it. I don't think Reid's ever been dumped in red um, at a Super Bowl. Although Fruit Punch Jumped in up ranch? there. Absolutely. We, we Absolutely. Gotta, there's there's the draft on uh, Wednesday, Super Bowl, or uh, Gatorade Flanders. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, and then just to round this up, so so no pressure on Patrick Mahomes, right? He's living pressure-free. No, he, I mean, there is a you got to show up and prove why you are the best. There is some pressure. It's the biggest game. But I mean, just the the game. Team, they've already but done in, it. And the power ranking of pressure. Yeah. With this team, with this the team. receivers, the drops. Once the again, Tony. everybody that said house money this year uh, has lost all their house money. Uh, <laughs> well, see, and like, that's like, I, I just, I'm all in on the Chiefs because A, Patrick Mahomes is the greatest Ooh. and he's going to, he's, he's uh-huh. the goat. He's going to finish all that stuff. I got a completely different reason to be all in all on the Chiefs. Love to get to it after the break. Sure. Um, but also just like all of the reasons why you would say that the 49ers will win this game or why you would have said that the Ravens and the Bills should have done it mm-hmm. is, you know, the the, the the offense is weak, is the offensive line is, is struggling and has to hold to protect him. And all they do, all they've done is go out and just win. Yes. They just win. And now you've got the 49ers sitting there complaining about the sod at UNLV Stadium instead of sitting there focused. Like they're already they're already spooked. They're already spooked. All right, when we come back, Sawyer's crazy, perhaps not crazy. Not sorry, crazy. I, sorry I judged it prematurely. Uh Sawyer's well-reasoned, super thought out, makes you go hmm theory about why the Chiefs will win the Super Bowl. Plus, some do you care? We'll talk about Joel and beating his injury next. Three guys on sports. All right, we are back. Three guys on sports, 1027 ESPN Radio. Nick, Noah, and Sawyer with you. And you, as the voice says, 834-1027. That's the phone number to call or text into the show. Uh, We're going to get to Sawyer's well-reasoned, totally believable theory on why the Chiefs will win here in a second, plus Joel Embiid. But first, let's go to that said text line. Uh, Let's see here. Paul from the 04 says, good morning, guys. Good morning. Local comedian uh, Avery Moore has a King of the Hill podcast. That's hilarious. Yes. I bet she does. Love Avery Moore. She's good. She's good. Once upon a time, she was uh, potentially going to be a replacement yeah, on the morning show with us. And remember, it, it didn't work out. Didn't work out. We hired a girl from promotions instead. <laughs> uh, let's see here. And then another text says, a rumor I heard is Andy Reid is going to be a guest coach for whoever wins the Mayo Bowl next so he can get Mayo Oof. dumped on him. Oh. 
That does not, not a. What's the the famous potato bowl? That's where that the French him. fries. That's yeah. where he's going. Oh, uh, free idea for next year. Tyson's if, if Nuggets going, Bowl. Yes, there we go. You know he's a Nuggies man. Mm-hmm. Uh, like we said, Noah is on assignment doing some sales work for us. He'll should maybe hopefully join us later on in the show if you miss him. But I, I decided I need I need to have three guys. We can't be three guys on sports with these two guys. So I have drafted our security guard Chris to come in here with us. Uh, thank you for joining us, Chris. You might have heard him over the holidays uh, talking some basketball here. And then, so you're my basketball expert. I want to talk about Joel Embiid. So thank you for doing this. Not a problem. Not a problem. Absolutely. Uh, it's not at all to buddy you up so we can get your nephew on the show when he goes yeah, pro. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Not at all. <laughs> not at all. I'm trying to get in good with you, my guy. Hey, um, you know, I'm proud of him. He's doing big things. Uh, he did a great, had a great practice down at the Senior Bowl. Yeah. So uh-huh. He's doing great things. One one of the top dudes of the Senior Bowl, yeah, uh, the riser. So um, yeah, and it's just a shame he's a he's a stinking center. But you know, uh, we'll okay. forget. They'll we'll fix forget. When they the Cowboys draft him. Like I've seen some mocks doing. I will forgive all of that. Okay, oh, my it, brother would absolutely love that. I if bet. He drafted by I Dallas. bet. Yeah, we want to cheers, guys. Um, now I know what you guys are thinking is that if Chris, uh, Chris the security guard, is sitting here. Then water media is wide open, unprotected. Not true. Okay, I have I producer Isaac. We've got him man the mm. front gate there. Now I got a really Isaac, big stick that'll beat up. You know how to take the safety off, right? <laughs> okay, okay. So yeah, don't don't come over here because we got Isaac sitting there. Chris gave him all of his his, his weaponry, gave him some tips there. Uh, but okay. Uh, Sawyer, what is your theory on why the Chiefs will win the Super Bowl? All right. So the Super Bowl is obviously unlike any other game, but in pace is the big thing. The pace of the Super Bowl is completely different than any other regular season, like even postseason game. That halftime is so incredibly long. Yeah. It got to the point where uh, Tom Brady played in so many Super Bowls, he knew how to kind of condition his body to be peaking later in the game than he would normally. Now, the problem when you look at Brock Purdy is that he's... He, I will admit, Brock Purdy's a good quarterback, but he starts so incredibly slow. The first yeah. quarter, second quarter. Then he really gets cooking third quarter going into the fourth. Now, with this huge break, I don't think it'll allow Purdy to get the rhythm that he needs. So if the Chiefs come out and play their game, score, run the first half, I don't think that the Niners will be able to come back in a second half. I mean, that is interesting because, like, to me... Uh, I, I do feel like that, that. I go back to that 49ers Ravens where there was the blackout, mm-hmm. and I, I think that that did help the Ravens get back in that game because they, they were getting their asses kicked. Yeah, until then, and then all mysteriously the power goes out. Goes out. Where was Where was Jim that day? Well, he was he was, he was were, coaching. Both mm-hmm. on the I, I mean, that, I that was the hardball. Uh, I can't. Uh, they're both uh, the but same. Where was Jack? Book. That's the question. Yeah, the where dad. Was Jack Connor Stallions hardball. outside the Mercedes Dome, just uh-huh. bolt cutters. Um. But yeah, and so there's a huge been there, done that for the Chiefs too. That know the pace of these games. Yeah. I mean, it's gonna be his fourth one. So I mean, also Travis uh, Kelsey a little bit older could use some extra time. So, I mean, that is, that is a good point. Of like, yeah, they they have experience being there. I didn't even consider that. That is a good. You know what, Sawyer? That's a that's a. I, I was I was kind of being tongue in cheek with my oh, well thought out reason. Things makes you go hmm. Theory, Don't worry, I'll have something wild by the end. I know. <laughs> I know. Well, if you want something wild, I mean, Taylor Swift did win her 13th Grammy Ooh, last spooky, night. Spooky. Congratulations. Who is number 13? Yeah, but like 13, that's her number, guys. Yeah. Oh. I've seen a bunch of TikToks by all the TikTok Taylor Swifty moms about sure. how 13 and this and that and my 8 plus 7 is this and minus 2 because they have two Super Bowl trophies already. That's 13. <laughs> so it's a lock. Conspiracies. A lock. All right. Let's fire off some do you care here. And uh, I will start off this one with hopefully will maybe take us all the way through here. But if you got some do you cares, feel free to fire them off. 
Uh, but Joel Embiid is going to have surgery to repair a torn meniscus. Best case scenario is what was it, a couple of weeks. I yeah, saw it, it, case, it, yep. it, but it could be long. It could be the season. So, and Chris, you're a big basketball guy, and so I want to know: Do you care that Joel Embiid is hurt? And mostly in reference to the whole Tava 65 game rule debate. So to me, I'm I'm kind of looking at it like this. I think that he too should probably just sit out the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. But what's, what's striking me is the thing that LeBron has brought up is that he's blaming the media, specifically Kendrick Perkins, for him coming out and playing this game and getting hurt. Yeah. It was just a freak accident. Yeah. yeah. Joel Embiid wanted to compete, which is what a competitor is supposed to do. Well, it's it's very clear that he was hurt uh, going into right. this. Yeah. I mean, it, was, it specifically was the the Nuggets game that everybody accused him of ducking yes. Jokic, yeah, which he's ducking I Jokic, mean, yes. kind of ducking Jokic, but also like if you do want to be yeah. healthy for the postseason, avoiding playing <laughs> this giant seven foot whatever grizzly bear <laughs> guy, like that, that'll help you out. Like just not having to go up against him in the regular season and just take the the beating that that Jokic can put on you, that'll do it. Um, but it was very apparent. On Thursday night, when they were in Indiana, that something was wrong with Joel Embiid. He looked bad in the yeah, game. He, no got, he got his stats and all that. And then when he gets hurt in, uh, it would have been in that Warriors game. He, huh? Yeah, he looked bad in Portland too after the um, what's it called Nuggets game. It was a completely different injury than what was wrong with him. Yeah, to begin with. So I mean, well, I'm just glad that they're because they're not gonna do. Apologies if I'm getting my my basketball surgeries confused. They're not giving him the Time Lord surgery, the Robert Williams one that got him back for the Celtics that that playoff push because like that that's ruined him. Right, right. So he he, he should hopefully, you know, uh, uh, be able to come back and still be just as good as he was, which is good. So I'm glad that they're like they're not trying to the team is not trying to force him back or he's at least putting his foot down saying no nah, we're gonna go ahead and do this here. Yeah, I definitely um, I definitely think he should rest. Yeah, take take this time off. Uh, well. And also, like, just if if you are Joel Embiid, um, look, uh, we all know that he's going to be judged on championships, right? Yeah, and playoffs. A lot so of regular season, like MVPs, I'm sure that feels good to to finally to finally get one. But like, okay, now you probably weren't going to get hit the the top, the limit of games anyway because he had three games missed left and like the and it takes off the pressure of having to repeat against the MVP. Do that, like, go get your body right. From not what only years just, is on Joel that we've been saying go get your body right. Well, we're saying like, but right now, yeah, go get your body right, right, right. and not just like from this knee thing, but just like everything, mm. all of the wear and tear that a guy his size gets in the NBA, and maybe come back for the playoffs. But, yep, like and even then, divi- like divisional round, they don't even play in the first round. If I mean, they can get him back. Yeah, you know, like two rest, rounds rest ago. as long as he can. They, they yeah. have a good enough squad. Yeah. I think they can Tyrese make past Maxey. the first round. Yep, that rest him as long as you can. And then he comes back, and 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 he's he's fresh for the playoffs. It's like it's like when Aaron Jones for the Packers in the playoffs, like he yeah. missed the, most of the regular season. He came back and I was like, "What is what is going on with this yeah, guy?" This it's like, yeah, because he he hasn't had to wear and tear the season on him. So mm. this could be good, I think, in the long one for Joel. And being a team that's buyers, they can find another star to bring in to kind of shore up that team if there are any yeah. holes. They're yeah. definitely a buyer yeah. at this upcoming deadline Thursday. Jimmy Me and Butler. Yeah. Jimmy Butler. And Nick, back Nick, you brought up something just a minute ago, so I kind of want to get your guys' opinion. Mm-hmm. Everybody's complaining about the 65 game. What is, what, is your, what is your point of view? I think they should, I think they should have to play more than that. Well, I, I think ha- having... Okay. Uh, I understand the arguments of like, well, Jordan did it, and so did uh, Will Chamberlain. Well, they all and did all, it back then, I and mean, they were making less money. Yes. Okay, but here's the deal. 
is that right now in the NBA, these athletes, they are they are stretching, literally stretching what our bodies as human beings are capable of. Because everybody's giant, they're faster. Like nobody was this fast back in the day. And um so like I, I think that like while people are, are probably better conditioned and everything, like literally just the reason people are hurt is because it's putting more strain on their bodies because they're not meant to do this. And so if the if they have to take games off, now look, I think the NBA should just lower the amount of games. He was saying forty games. That's I crazy. Just, I threw out a number. I just I don't know what the right number is. Okay, I like it's, seventy. It's like, it's, like, it's like I don't know what the right number is for a That's super fair. conference in college football. But I know that's the move. The whatever the number is we have right now, I think is too much. Seventy-five is a good number to shave seven games off. That way you have way less back-to-backs. And then the fact that they're adding in two expansion teams suddenly at seventy-five, you yeah. have a hundred and eighty more games. But well, it, I, it, I, I'm Matt's sorry. I have, I have a different recommendation then. More How games. About Leave the season the same, cut the playoff games down. Yeah. Make it to where it's, instead of it's the best of seven. Best of five the, in the first round. Yeah. yeah. yeah it's or, always or needed even, to be. Well, I, I was, one game. I was, I was listening to uh, Lamonte Jones, uh, his, his podcast earlier this weekend, and he was talking about like they need to go back to the five-game opening round series. Yeah. And which just like, it's like if you're a real champion and you can't, you can't beat a team in five games, right. like, who, who cares? Like, but, like, but if you, you look at every to, other sport, they have one, you get one game yeah. to prove your worthiness. And to me, let that, let that first game be the tell-all, tell-all be-all. And then once you get to the third and fourth round, start increasing the amount of games mm-hmm. so we can get some viewing out of it. Yeah. But that first oh, yeah. game, let it be because yeah, there's be always so many horrible first-round series where it's like, we know this, is, this one's going to be over in four games. But then there's a weird, uh, suddenly Atlanta's like, hey, what if we pushed you to seven? And, and right. that, I mean, I get there. There comes an advantage yeah. to handling your business in the first round, but I definitely think seven is a little ridiculous. I like how baseball does it. I am. I'm always going to be an advocate for less games. Okay, give yeah. me less games. Okay, the, the the NFL playoffs should have been six teams. Packers shouldn't even been in there. Cowboys should have had a, sec- <laughs> a, a first round bye. So yes, I'm all about that. You politicking for the Cowboys? I love that. it. I love it. Uh, no, but like. The whole so so it's it's twofold. The the having to play this many games for awards and for contracts and all stars and that thing. A you're messing with people's money and I, I, like mm. while I'm not gonna cry over the fact that uh, Sabonis is out 1.4 million or whatever because like I'm not gonna cry about it. But like that does suck. I understand that. But also just the whole 65 game th- rule is to stop teams from resting their players, which is a different issue than over who should be the MVP. Right, right. I think you go out there, play whatever games you play out, and, and if, if you can sit there, if you can exert your dominance, like let's just say, for instance, that uh, somebody goes out there and averages 50 points a game. Not going to happen, but if they average 50 points a game, James Harden, but they only play half the February. games, then you have to sit there, you have like a Terrell Davis, is he a Hall of Famer okay, type situation. Okay. Like, yeah. you gotta, like, I don't know, man. Like, Terrell in my, Davis in my opinion, is a Hall of Famer. They were good enough that it over, you know, it supersedes the I, fact that another uh, guy played you know, a third more games than him. And that makes perfect sense. But so let me ask you this question, though. Don't you think that it's, it's kind of weird or even sad that you have to incentivize someone to do their job? I mean, your point. <sighs> that you're going to get more money. Yeah. You, you shouldn't. Even that buy-in, that tournament that they had at the beginning of the year, that was all to get these guys to participate and play. That's sad. It, it, it is, but I, I, like, I, I, just, I understand both sides. At the end of the day, for the NBA, I, I pay attention in the playoffs. Okay? Right, so, like, right. Like, whatever happens. <laughs> 
And like, it's, I mean, still the thing is, is I'm, like, I'm sorry your daughter didn't go, didn't get to see Le, uh, Joel Embiid play against the Nuggets. I'm sorry, poor her. Okay, but if you got if you got going to NBA money on the reg like that, but like, that's I, I, I the get it, only but. NBA game they might see that season and all that. They travel, they pay. I mean, the amount it costs to go to these things is like. Who cares? Like you, the players will play games and still take them off. Nobody wants to be made a fool of playing defense anymore. That's why I think scoring is included. Like going up and up. No one, no one wants to be on a poster. No one, you know. I mean, right. you're seeing. Yeah. I mean, look, I, I understand all the play arguments, the and the thing is, like, I don't care. Just, just go out there, play your games, and if somebody plays, like, because, because what I want is, is again, I want these guys to be healthy, you know, and it's, it's. Um, no, I can't. Uh, uh, Halliburton for the for the Pacers, like right. he did the same thing. He came back because he was trying to get these games, and he got hurt. And so, like that's that's not that's that's not a good alternative is when you're trying to get people hurt. But uh, I guess the point is, is that like I didn't go to my first NBA game until I was like 38, and I'm fine. Okay, so if these the kids don't get to go see like just the fact that you're at an NBA game, I'm like you're already way ahead of the curve, kid. True, you're true. already way ahead of the curve. So. Not going to feel bad about that. All right. When we come back, perhaps we will continue discussing this. You guys can weigh in 834-1027. Somebody's on the phone. We'll find out who when we return. Three guys on sports. All right. We're back. Rounding out hour one. Three guys on sports. Nick, Noah, and Sawyer with you here on 1027 ESPN Radio. And you, 834-1027. Phone number to call or text into the show. And that's what our guy Montopolis, Chris, did. He wants to talk NBA action. We've got our uh, NBA expert, also security expert, Chris, in here. Uh, what's what's going on, Montopolis, Chris? <clears throat> hey. Yeah, well, I mean, um, the, the guy that I was talking earlier, you have to incentivize these guys to play, to do their job. I mean, <laughs> the regular working man, they, they can't incentivize them. They're just, okay, either you work or you're fired. And, you know, you, they're already making, what, millions on top of millions. Uh, it seems like an average player these days gets max contracts. And, you know, these uh, these uh, end season tournaments just to make up something, mm-hmm. another championship. It's just ridiculous, man. Um, and like I said, I keep saying it. I don't want to watch, you know, a one seventy five to one fifty game. Like, you know, I don't know what, what's happened. The NBA just, for me personally, just gone down over the years. Yeah, hey, I totally agree with you, one thousand percent on what you just said, and that was my whole point. I'd rather have low-scoring defense, hard games, than people just running down shooting threes all day and having to be incentivized to play basketball when they're getting paid three hundred million dollars a year. Well, look, okay, so I am also—I'm going to say up, up front—I am all about management incentivizing people to do their jobs. Management, if you, you, you feel free to incentivize me more, okay? <laughs> Whether that's through a raise or bonuses, or I'm all about the incentivization, okay? So I'm, I'm down with that. Um, now again, I, I think it's it's a lot of different issues here because with the NBA, you know, uh, the like the the midseason tournament thing, like that's trying to drive. I mean, that that's trying to give meaning to these regular season games. I don't know if that's trying to get the the, the players on board with that. I think that's trying to get the fans invested in in the beginning of the basketball season. Now the whole execution of it is is weird to me, and they yeah. they'll, they'll fine tune it and everything. But eventually. Uh, I, I'm I'm fine with it. Like I I got those people that's like, oh, it's stupid. Why are we doing this? I'm like, ah, whatever. You know, try try some stuff out. See what happens. Um, I do think that, and and maybe I don't know if this is a generational thing. If the kids are just watching their clips on TikTok or watching podcasts and they don't care about the the game, but like it's yeah, like players are in. Uh, you look at the way people view the league. Even I was I forget where I was. Uh, I was at a vintage store yesterday. 
And this guy was talking about how he went to his first NBA game of the season, drove up from McAllen all the way to Dallas to watch uh, the Bucks and mm-hmm. the Mavs play. And the guy goes, oh, are you a Bucks fan to make that trip? And the guy goes, no, I'm a Dame fan. And this has been going around for forever. Yeah. People are more, like, yeah. especially the younger generation, people, kind of even my generation, support the player over the team they played for. Yes. I don't. I think we are getting to the very, very end of the era where we have superstars that start with a team and yep. finish with that team, and it's gotten to the point where I heard Doc Rivers talking on, I believe, it was the Simmons podcast, where he says you'll be on the bus with these guys, and they sometimes they don't even talk to each other. They just play the game. They're all obsessed with their own brand, and that's where I was getting mm-hmm. in the way of like people like mm-hmm. I don't want to get dunked on. It's bad for my brand. It looks bad. All this stuff because they're trying to sell themselves more. It, I mean, it's completely gone away from a team sport in a lot of aspects. I agree. Yeah, I mean, in in <clears throat> I think it's a little bit twofold there. Um, a, all these guys grow up playing against each other. Yeah, you know, so like like, and I think that had like so the idea of playing for a team, which is like oh, like we they they're all playing all star games essentially with the AAU and everything. It's like mm-hmm. oh, I'm gonna team with this guy and this guy. So that's I think that translates over just like you know yeah we're we're, we're playing with my guys or, um, but I, I think that it's also just like like the the fans today. Like you said, they they get become fans of, of players, players, not teams. Like, you know, um, and, and it's because you know back in the day, all that you saw, like all we saw of Michael Jordan, right, was, was when on he TV came to town or a commercial. Team. Mm-hmm. And and so you know you don't have the social media. He didn't have a podcast. He didn't have this. And it's like like that's just how we're, we're we don't. That's the prism that we're seeing these things through. And so I don't know what that means for the future, but. I, Saying this though, there's also no loyalty on either side of the fence. Yeah, no. Yeah. The owners have no loyalty, and I'm gonna be honest with you. That's what changed my perspective years ago. When I saw them literally force Michael Jordan out of the league, this man was still winning. Mm-hmm. He was still on his way up. Now, are you talking about after the the final, the last dance, or you talking about when they had to make the go play baseball for a little bit because you're a gambler? No, I mean, I mean, okay. the, the last three years, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the the last three championships. It's just like. After that, I started noticing that this really is a business. Mm-hmm. They're going to do what's best for them. Yeah. So after seeing that, I started looking at football the same way. The coaches, they don't last long as, as they used to. I remember uh, Tom Landry yeah. coached for 20-plus years yeah. for the same team, never left. Now you see coaches just— Well, look what happened with the Bucks. Exactly. Yeah, Adrian Griffin. Exactly. I mean, now, now he, he that's apparently his fault. Doc hasn't won enough. a single game, and they announced him as the coach of the Eastern Conference <laughs> All-Stars. He's been there for three games. What are we that, doing? He said that he was going to give all the like money and accolades or whatever, all, all the extra stuff that he gets from that, he's giving it to Adrian Griffin. I'm like, I don't that, like that. That's like, almost rude. I want an All-Star. This Come in and bang a guy's boy. wife and be like, guess what? She made dinner. Here's a plate. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing, dog? Like, do not talk to me ever again. Don't Ugh. mention this team to my... Um, yeah, I, I mean, just... Like I said, it sucks that all of these rules... And I, I get it why the NBA is trying to do this, and this is like... It's like the best... You know, there's not a good solution for this, right? Outside mm-hmm. of again, just lowering games, maybe expanding the court. I don't know if that's part of it, but again, like I, I, just, I feel like like we are just reaching the limits. Like you can't be that Every big, that fast trotters. without weakening your ligaments and everything, right? And like mm-hmm. especially like the the big guys who like Joel Embiid, Jokic, they're doing things that nobody would do as a big man back in the day when everybody's like, oh, well, I played all seventy two. Yeah, you st- you didn't go three feet from the basket. Well, okay. <laughs> Which introduces another problem with the, with the basketball game is that 
the game is all about three-pointers now, so yeah. analytics have killed the mm -hmm. game. Yeah. Now it's about threes being worth more two, more than twos. We know that mathematically, but it doesn't make the game enjoyable. Yeah. I want to yeah. see people go in and, and well, get and, and knocked down. Yeah, run a system. Yeah, yeah, run a system. What's also like now, it's like every game is practically like a 20-point blowout for one side. And right. like you saw that with a lot of – like there was there were some really good games in last year's playoffs. But like I would say like it's it's like 50-50 where you get a good game where it comes down to the last you know player or last couple of minutes. But it's more likely just, you know, oh – this team blows you out by twenty, then the other team blows you out by twenty. Because you're looking ahead too often. It's like maybe well, it's, we're on a back to back. Maybe we're I, I will throw tonight's game. There's a lot of more I, I scheduled that, losses. Like, like it teams feels like, like oh, we're, we're we're down by thirty. Ah, it's all right. Seven game series. Mm -hmm. You know who cares if we win this one? We'll, we'll we'll get them on the next two out of three or whatever it is. And so I think that that's and that all ties in together. Now, are is this just sports fans are going to complain? About everything, yeah. no matter what you do, because like that's like I don't ever want to have this. I kind of liked more offense. It's every, fun. Every time that I talk, oh yeah, it's definitely. insane. I was gonna ask you, Chris. Um, with all, I feel like right now is usually the time of year when scoring is at its like crest in an NBA season. You right. look like the 2018 Rockets when Harden was averaging about 50 around this time. Uh, with the guys we've seen going for, there's it feels like every night someone's getting 40. Uh, a couple times this season we've had 60s and we had the two 70s. Do you think this season we see someone get to 80? <clears throat> Honestly, with the way things are going, it's quite possible, which you guys also highlight something else. I, I can't remember who was talking about it, but he brought up a stat showing how many years would go by mm -hmm. before somebody would hit 60 points in the game again. Mm -hmm. yeah. And now it's, it's consecutive nights where somebody's hitting 60, somebody's hitting 65. I think within the last year, we've had like 11 players just in the last year, hit sixty points a game, or mm -hmm. uh, sixty points in yeah, a game. Yeah, it's it's outrageous. Oh, 50, 50 does nothing for me. And, and, fifty yeah. points, I'm like, okay, so so I think eighty is going to become a regular, a regular thing because yeah. we haven't had since Kobe against the Raptors, and that was exactly. two thousand whatever. Exactly. But I mean, they're flirting with All it because right. even in some of these games where the guys have scored seventy in these games uh, this season, they're pulled before the end of the game. You you got like three or four more buckets in you. It felt like. Here, uh, we're talk again talking with our NBA expert, security guard Chris. The, don't worry, the front is protected. Don't try anything. Uh -huh. don't, don't rush. <laughs> the paint it, right? is don't guarded. We got we got lots of. Anyway, um, here, uh, who's going to be the first to get eighty? Bill Simmons, this predict it. Come on, who's it going to be? Give me this year. Just the next one to get eighty. Who's going to do it? He 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 predicted Luca getting seventy, and then he did it like yeah, a week later. A week. So, come on, give me your Ooh. Bill Simmons. I'm going to say, it will be. Giannis Antetokounmpo. All right, I like that okay. one. Okay, now that yeah, now that uh, he's got uh, his, his his guy Dame Lillard there to keep things honest. Okay, I like that. That's not a good, it's not a bad one. Um, I had a point there before we got off into that. I don't remember what it was about the game. That's not, I don't know. It's fine. It's fine. Um, we got the trade deadline this week. A name that's floated around pretty much all season was Zach Levine. And uh, today, the Bulls announced that he's undergoing season-ending surgery. Yep. It's four to six months. On his foot. Um, I got to imagine that was just because they no one was going to give him what they really wanted. I don't think uh, Zach Levine would have really brought in a whole house full of cash for you. Yeah, I'm not a big Zach Levine guy. No. Uh, not because he just, you know, is the dunk no champion of mine. <laughs> yeah, that's what we just he's learned. Got, he's got weird eyebrows. I don't like his eyebrows. I can't, I can't root for a man with eyebrows like that. <laughs> At one point, he was he was okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now he's just falling off. Yeah. Something about the bulls and knees, man. Yeah. 
Doesn't work for there. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Chris, for joining us. No uh, problem. Hopefully, Noah comes back with us for hour two. If not, Nick and Sawyer holding down the fort. We'll talk about you guys, whatever you want, 834-127, and get back to some football. There's some college football playoff-ish news, maybe, possibly? I don't know. Coaching carousel. That's what Sawyer says.